All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. So, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. Oh, that's a good one to start <laughs> what with. What do you I, think? Let's jump into that it. That happened a while ago. I kind of forgot about it. I know. It happened post-episode triptage one hondo. So I'm back to my original uh, theory, which is that it was never real to begin with. Right. But you were, you were so convinced by Pete Davidson thinking that it was real? Yeah, and maybe weren't. and maybe he did. Uh, one thing I definitely believe is that they broke up a lot sooner than we are led to believe. Right. And then there's some other speculation that, yeah, they broke up at least a week before. And so suddenly it gives a little bit of color to that piece he did on Update the week before where mm-hmm. he's like, we're never going to break up, but we probably will. But yeah. we won't. And but she was supposed will. to be the guest host or the musical guest and was not. Right. Do you think she will be at some point? Wouldn't that be kind of exciting this year? Honestly, she has more memorable characters on SNL than Pete Davidson does. Ooh, at this yeah. Point. He's really becoming the Adam Sandler, or the uh, Jimmy Fallon, like, laugh at every single thing, never keep a straight face guy. Really? Yeah. I guess I can picture that. He never keeps a straight face in any skit. That's fair. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I guess that's probably true. He's always laughing. Well, they don't put him in a lot of sketches. No. And he wasn't, I think he was in the cold open last weekend with Seth Meyers. He was in yeah. like the, but then that was it, mm-hmm. which I, I noticed. And that was before the breakup was announced, which I think was a Sunday night. Yeah. She's keeping the pig. And they have a pig together. They got a pig together. <laughs> oh He's, he tells the story really well that like just one evening she was like, I want a pig, a teacup pig. And then she had one within an hour. Oh my God. She's Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um, and he very uh, charmingly, I think, tweeted or said publicly he's looking for a roommate, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny. I think there's a part of him that probably thinks, well, this dream is over because he's right. just like a dirtbag kid from from Long Island or something. Yeah. And he's like, well, the princess liked me for a little bit, but that had to end. I bet he'll like put out a special and it will be phenomenal. He hasn't really done any long form stand up thing. No. Like, that's his original art form, right? Yeah. Have you ever looked at his old stand up when he was like 17? No. Is it good? Yeah. Pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. His update stuff is funnier. His update stuff is great. Yeah. He's probably learned to be a better writer mm-hmm. from being on that show. Like, yeah. He constantly talks about how he doesn't belong on that show. Right. And maybe traditionally speaking, that's true. Like, he's not a sketch guy, he's not a character guy impressions, mm. but it's definitely made him a better comedian. Right. His comedy style is just 100% vulnerability. Like it's some people's comedy is not directed toward them. They're just commenting on something. But his comedy is almost all self-reflective and him saying, hey, I'm actually a piece of shit. Yeah. Or acknowledging his like chemical flaws of which he has a few. Right. He's very good at making that seem real. I don't know. On the one hand, I kind of think like he brought a vibrance to SNL that it hasn't had in a little bit a little while like a lot of talented people have gone through there but they just filled the void they just kind of fill the role that yeah. SNL has decided it should be whereas Pete Davidson's like I'm kind of different yeah. and you can put me to work I guess but this is what I'm really good at yeah the other thing is uh this has been very good for his career too yeah like it's given him a crazy amount of exposure you think they they uh they didn't put him on the show as much as they did in those first two episodes back mm-hmm. like for a coincidence because of course, it's because they well, have all these 13-year-old girls watching SNL for the first time and trying then, to figure out who Ari's new boyfriend is. And we'll look at, at Set It Up and be like, oh, that was his first thing, and he's been really good in other things. Well, and exactly, and the thumbnail for Set It Up on has, Netflix I know, that's is, no accident. is Pete Davidson. That's insane. Mm-hmm. He's He's got like three lines in he's the movie. Like, he's like probably 
12th down on the list. Especially during this boom that Bill Simmons keeps talking about where preteen girls are watching up all those movies. They're going, I recognize that guy. Mm -hmm. I got to learn who he is. Yeah. That was smart on their part. Totally. Speaking of of Netflix things, and you mm -hmm. mentioned Adam Sandler, by the way. I just watched his new special. Oh, is it a stand-up special? It's a new stand-up special. It just came out yesterday. It's called Adam Sandler 100% Fresh, which is an amazing title. Yeah. Right. This special has no business being as good as it is. I don't know about that. Have you seen any of his other specials? But it's just been so long. Yeah. Right? right. Like, and, and to be fair, I didn't write him off as not funny anymore, but there was this growing perception that he was either coasting or he had lost it. Right. I always liked and respected Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily think I'd ever laugh at him hysterically again. Right. And so it's so funny. It's, okay. about, it's about an hour 20. It's really funny. It's mostly musical comedy. Good. And the songs are bangers. Yeah. Like, the songs are really catchy. It's like, oh, really? This, like like Lonely Island style? Like Yeah, more like, more like Flight of the Concords. I mean, mm. a little less clever. Sure. It's a different comedic sensibility. But, like, it reminded me of the kind of thing that, like, frat boys would learn on acoustic guitar to play at a kegger. Sure. They're funny and they're incredibly catchy. They sound like, oh, like Jackson Brown could have written this song. Really? Um, and then in the last 10 minutes, without giving anything away... I was weeping. No way. Cried what? For, cried for the last 10 minutes of the session. <laughs> Shut up. I'm so shocked to hear Why? all of this at the same time. Yeah. That you were weeping at the end of it? I was by myself. I was watching it last night. Becky was in bed and I was having a blast. I was like, I'll put this on until I decide I'm bored. I yeah. watched the full thing. Oh man, I want to watch this so bad. The last 10 minutes, I was openly crying. Oh my God. Was he talking about like his mom? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm super curious. It's it's better if you don't know because it, when you realize it's like you go, oh, nice, and then you start to feel very emotional. Okay. Yeah. Great. I uh, I'm pumped about this. I couldn't recommend it enough. I'm just so for it. Uh huh. There is there is an obligatory Rob Schneider cameo. Okay. Great. <laughs> is there is the any of the guys from like Grandma's house there? No. It's otherwise just just the Sandman and, okay. and his piano player, which is just this like guy. Cool mustache playing piano. He was very good, actually. Nice. And the other thing that's really cool about it is the editing. It was like twenty or thirty shows. Like you know how most stand-up specials are shot over like two nights. Yeah, they've and done that with a few things. Yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of like that iconic Chris Rock one. Yeah, exactly. With the three outfits, but this is a ton of them, mm-hmm. and like all these different rooms. Some of them are outside, way different crowd sizes. Some of them in clubs, some of them in theaters, some of them in arenas. And he's got total comfort and command of the room, regardless. Mm-hmm. And it just cuts really seamlessly. It's excellent. Right. I'm. That's amazing. I can't wait to watch it. I yep. I will maybe try to get home right after this and turn it on. I would recommend it. Okay. Um, I should say, he he in his day was like pretty legendary for some of his stand up, some of the albums he put out. Yeah, and songs for sure. And songs. I mean, yep. the, the Hanukkah song is probably the essential example. Yes. Uh, or at least the most well-known example. And this kind of follows that same thing. Like, it's it's exactly like the Hanukkah song. Right. With different melodies and different topics. Okay, And cool. it's an hour and 20 minutes of them. Did you happen to see the Jimmy Fallon, Will Ferrell, Don't Stop Believing thing? Yeah. That was about a year or two ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just stumbled upon it on Facebook the other day, and I thought that was a good laugh. I was like, oh, my God, this is keeping Jimmy Fallon relevant. Becky and I will do that in the car now. So, yeah. So like, and it doesn't have to be with Don't Stop Believing, but the, right. pre- the premise is, it has to be a song that everybody knows the words really right. well to. And so in between every lyric, you you kind of preface the lyric by by asking a question that the lyric will right. then answer. Strangers, what are they doing? Waiting, <laughs> where are they waiting? Up, Up and down, down the, the boulevard. boulevard. <laughs> are there shadows? <laughs> there, there are shadows. shadows. 
<laughs> Man, you could do it I with any song, laugh. any yeah. song at all. Yeah. Uh, and so I recommend Okay. That. Talk more about the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> They're searching in the night. <laughs> all right. I like the shadow stuff. The street lights. Boom. But what I like about that is Jimmy doesn't take the... He doesn't take the lead. Totally. He, he's the straight man in yeah. it, which he refuses to be in most other ways. I mean, right. it's silly to make Will Ferrell be the straight man in a sketch with Will Ferrell. And maybe it's because Will Ferrell is so famous for making Jimmy bust up. Right. But Will Ferrell is 100% the comedy in that sketch. Yep. And Jimmy otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of doing like, he could be doing a, a good job singing the song. He's just not. He's just really like stiff and singing yeah. without any kind of emotion. And it is funny. Yeah. You're right. That bit is really funny. I'm kind of surprised they haven't done it to death. I know. That's something that they would bring back. It's the kind of thing, because like I said, you could do it with lots of songs mm-hmm. that people know the words to. Well, they did it with like the tight pants guys, didn't they? Which is way less creative. Way less creative yeah. and way less funny. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I was just about to say you could do that with Bohemian Rhapsody because like, that's a song that everybody knows all the words to, mm-hmm. which leads me conveniently to the first reviews are in for Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Take a guess. Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It's either going to be... Oh, it's going to be really good. I can tell because you wouldn't make me guess otherwise. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. You're going with 100%? <laughs> I'm going with 100%. It's got 98? What? It has 51% on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Oh, no. It's kind of tanking critically. They say Rami Malek is very good. But everything else is super See, sloppy. And- my guess was, like, my thought on it when Anna came in to talk to me the other day about it was, nah, I don't think it's going to be very good because there's been a couple different directors. Sasha Baron Cohen dropped out. No. D- d- separate, like, disabuse yourself of the Sasha Baron Cohen of it all. Yeah. He has nothing to do with it. He's way too old to play Freddy. That was a different project yeah. altogether. Oh, oh, was it? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, sorry, man. There's this idea because of one interview Sasha gave on Howard Stern like three years ago mm-hmm. where he said that the, the Queen people would only make a movie about Freddie if Freddie dies halfway through and the rest of it's just about Brian May and whoever the hell's. Oh. Um, that's not this movie. But everyone no. on Reddit is like, man, he dies halfway through, so I'm not going. Like, don't ah. listen to Sasha. That was a long time ago. Right. Rami Malek's good. But I think this movie looks enormously plain. Yeah. Have you seen the, the trailer? I saw the trailer for it, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for Rocket Man? I haven't seen the trailer for Rocket Man yet. It looks more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Saw the trailer for mid nineties. Oh yeah. That looks pretty good. I'm That's surprised like, you hadn't seen it already. It's been I know, a isn't while. it? It wasn't it was just because I listened to Jonah Hill on Bill Simmons. It comes out like next week. I know. Yeah. It it's like right in my wheelhouse of of entertainment slash also can like kind of relate, although mid nineties was a little bit early, but like I was friends with skater kids trying to do the same thing. I, think. I was thinking about that too. I was born in 91. So in the mid nineties, I wasn't 11 like this main kid is. Right. But like a couple of years, I can definitely still envision yeah. the aesthetic they're going for. Yeah. Um, also, I was like, I was a privileged kid. I'm not sure this kid is, is that, but um, yeah, I think we'll recognize it. And this is like the first period drama yeah. about our first decade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped for it. Me too. I think it'll be good. I think it'll have a good soundtrack. I still don't know about this Jonah Hill thing, man, though. Like, he's yeah. just like... Oh, uh, you were on board. You were full Jonah Hill I'm for a while. I'm still for full Jonah Hill. I support him. I just can't figure out if he's the worst person or not. Like, I, know. I can't figure out if he's, like, his truest self or if he's just so full of shit. For one, I think he's talking about hip-hop pub- publicly way too much lately. Yeah. Like, any day now, someone's going to be like, white boy, sit down. Yeah. He's talking about it like he's the ultimate authority way too much you think so yes what else has he been on 
He's done every like little indie YouTube uh, show. Like he did this talk show that takes place in a sneaker shop, which is kind of fitting for him. Oh yeah, and he does like he he does like the BuzzFeed uh, and and the what's the what's the what's the tabloid or publication that does the uh, autocorrect interview where you peel off the stickers and it you have to answer questions from your Google. Oh auto-code. yeah, I've heard about this. I think it's I, Wired. I heard, I heard Kroll and Mulaney did it, and it was really funny. Yeah, it is. I, th- I think it's Wired. He does that, and yeah. like it's that's kind of the way to promote content now. Yeah, is I like it. Do like uh, little Vogue's, five minute snippets, Vogue seventy three questions, mm-hmm. and and these little like clips that can go viral. It's way more valuable than sitting on the coach with Jimmy Fallon, which is interesting because Jimmy Fallon's whole model is built around going viral. Now, does that make you just? Quick, a quick aside as a radio professional, are you ever like, that's a good idea. Maybe like I should have a shtick. Um, I don't know if I'm creative, creative enough to come up with. Oh, come on. No, like we work with people who are really good at coming up with like reoccurring games and segments. Mm -hmm. And I don't, it's, I, I, I'm not saying I'm not talented. I just don't think they're really in my repertoire. I don't think they're in my wheelhouse. Yeah. But to to torch Jimmy Fallon a little bit, like something that frustrates me is when they just like buy a game at Toys R Us and they play it on the show. Right, like We're doing operation. Yeah, like yeah. pretty much. Yeah. They uh they play uh catchphrase. Yeah, and it's this little for some reason their timer is this little white disc, and I know this disc. I owned it. It's yeah. just you buy it at a toy store. Right. Like you can play catchphrase. Like you can make your own version of catchphrase. Also, uh, uh Quiplash. Is a is a game you can play on your PlayStation? They just yeah. played Quiplash on Jimmy Fallon right. a little while ago. It's like they used to be really good at coming up with weird stuff. Right. I think they shied away from the weird stuff. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, we were back. Jonah Hill. You're annoyed. <laughs> Those are the best ways of getting him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I read an interesting thing. Actually, he said it uh, on Bill Simmons mm-hmm. that he was up for the Sean Parker part in the social network. That was interesting. And that Fincher vetoed it. But I thought, and I, like, I think he really would have crushed that part. Oh, he definitely would have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to crush any serious roles from here on out. He's a good actor. He wasn't, he was not bad in Maniac. Did you finish Maniac? Nope. No. Just, <laughs> you have no interest. I have in two left. I have no urgency. Maniac is your cherry. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid and I don't like it. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You should, when you get a chance, watch the like original Norwegian version because it's, no, I'm not going to do that. I know you said that to me a bunch of times, but I am disliking Maniac. Why would I watch another version of it? It has. It's not even another version of it. It's like it's a completely different show. It's just interesting to see what they based it off of. It's yeah. actually funny. I guess, but I'm, it's it's not a good enough sell job for me. <laughs> well, I don't have to sell it to you. I guess nope. you don't have to watch it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're in our uh, second hundred episodes. Not to like lean on that too much. That's we, true. But we're we're in a new a new scent. One on one. You remember hearing about this show with with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, where they're gonna play like a morning show kind of dynamic, where they play like a like a Hoda and Kathy Lee type kind of. I don't know if that's fair. I think they play like a like a Savannah Guthrie, Katie Couric type oh, okay. on air morning right. team. It's a yep. new drama starring these two people ah. who. Who were always believed to be in a long-term feud, right? Like it's it, the rumor was that uh, Reese Witherspoon never returned as Rachel's sister on Friends because uh, Rachel vetoed it, mm-hmm. and that's why they brought in Christina Applegate. 
Right. Oh, that's, right. That's what was always the believed rumor. Yep. Never commented on so that they're doing a show together, Jen and Reese, mm-hmm. is interesting to people who are in the know. But is there any hard evidence that they actually were in a feud? Or was that all kind of just bullshit? I don't know. I wasn't around back then. Or are they trying to take the fire between the two and just light up the ratings board, baby? Maybe I'm it's like, that. Is it an HBO show? Is it an NBC show? Uh, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's a network show. I think it's going to be of a high caliber. And it, this kind of explains why uh, Steve Carell just cast in the main lead character. the, the male, Oh, in that the show? Male, in that show. Steve Carell's return to television. Huh. Cool. Yeah. He's going to do well in whatever he does. But he's kind of like Jonah Hill in that. Like, he is. He he's seems to be talented. over comedy. Slapstick yeah. comedy especially. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get that gold statue. Yeah. But I don't know if that's his goal. No, it's you're right. That's not fair. But it's, it is Jonah it Hill's is goal. It is Jonah Hill's goal. <laughs> yeah. No question. He's right. desperate for that gold statue. Steve Carell seems too pure of heart. Yeah. He just wants to do good work. And it yeah. turns out he's a really excellent actor. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the beautiful boy, which he's going to get nominated for this year? I've not seen it. I have no idea what it's that he is. He and Chalamet, which is good. Okay. That's good for anybody's... Uh... Oh, right. You were telling me about this, I think. I don't know. It's it's just... It's based on a true story. I keep hitting my microphone. Uh, it's based on a true story uh, about a guy and his relationship with his dad. This guy has like a drug problem. I don't know if it's heroin or, or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, the, the, the book, the movie's based on a memoir, I think. And it seems so sad mm-hmm. and it's called beautiful boy. I haven't seen it, but I really hate that title. <laughs> really. <laughs> I want to see beautiful boy so bad. I do want to see it just yeah. because I'm sure the acting will be good, but it looks like such a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Steve Carell's last couple of movies have kind of seemed like a bummer. What was that other one? Like palace of Manafort or something. <laughs> The one with Lawrence Fishburne and Brian Cranston? I don't know. What was Last Flag Flying? Becky and I watched that. What was the one about him like making little figurines? Oh, yeah. Welcome to Modlow or something. <laughs> How many to... movies is Steve Carell doing? What, what ever happened to that movie? Did it not come out yet? What, I didn't think it was coming it's, out yet. Yeah. No, it didn't come out yet. It's the, it's the, yeah. It's the one with a really on the nose Foo Fighters song in the, in the trailer. Welcome to something. Anyway, you're right. That is on the way. But there was also the last flag flying thing. Yeah. And, uh, well, the, the fox catcher. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was a couple years ago, wasn't I it? I guess. I'm all spaced out, Slaney. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Weed's legal, and all of a sudden, sweet spaced out. Tune in more for I think Ri- I think Richard Linklater made Last Flag Flying, which is interesting because I have him here in my prep. Uh, he's directing a, a biopic about Bill Hicks. Oh. Interestingly, that- I, I've, good watch. Yeah, I've never seen a, a Linklater movie that I didn't like, except maybe Last Flag Flying, just because it was so dour. He's a very good director who I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And he's on Survivor. No, Mike White, who wrote School of Rock. Oh, right. Linklater directed it. Linklater directed School of Rock. I knew it's there was the, some connection It's there. the only movie he directed that he didn't write. Right. Yeah. Right. Mike White. Are you liking the season of... Uh, of yeah. <laughs> you've got kind of a coy smile right now. Do I? You're liking this season of Survivor Suites? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Not loving it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Survivor. Yeah. It is what it is. I think I'll I'll go to the grave swearing that Jeff Probst is the most underrated television host in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a guy that could probably stretch his legs a little. He doesn't need money at this point. He, he could probably branch out and try something new. I think but... he loves that show. Yeah. I think he clearly loves that show. It's his he's, baby. He's also making bank because he's an executive producer on it now. He knows it so well. He's so in it. 
Yeah. Uh, and when he walks away, I walk away too. Yeah, I, really? Well, I think that he is the show. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. He's the heart and soul of the show. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, learn to be the best at whatever you do and then just dominate that. And he, that's what he's doing with Survivor. He and Phil Keegan were both the finalists for the survivor hosting job and the amazing race hosting job. And they each got one. And so it would be so interesting to imagine had it gone the other way. What if they, that would, so that's what I want to see. Do a one season switch off. (laughs) Just try it out. Like neither side is, well, survivor might be like, we're kind of trepidatious about this, but yeah. Cause Phil Keegan has no personality. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he really ever does too much. Famously, there was one time where Alex Trebek and Pat Sajak traded jobs for a night. I think it might have been April Fool's. Oh, wow. But it was never acknowledged. It was never acknowledged. Yeah. How did it... There was this conversation on Time Crisis like last week. Do you find that Jeopardy is a little bit more highbrow than Wheel of Fortune? Although it does take... <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> although it does take... Like You need to be smart to win. Like I don't think it's dummies that are winning Wheel of Fortune. I I agree for the most part. I think yeah. sometimes you have an idiot savant on there who's <laughs> sure. just who's like not so bright but really good at Wheel of yeah. Fortune. I can't stand Wheel of Fortune. Me man. neither. Yeah. For one thing, I'm really bad at it. I, I yeah. see I see those empty spaces and I'm like, I have no idea. Well, some of the sayings too are not that intuitive. It's right. like I want to go to the market. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, not a that's a that, phrase. that's not a thing that people just <laughs> Say, unless I actually want to go to the market. We watch Jeopardy every night, and it is pretty highfalutin and stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I mean, I just mean like how it, the people have very little personality. Yeah. Uh, which is why when somebody is on Jeopardy and they're doing okay and they do have like a shred of personality, they become a celebrity. It's so entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Last year it was this guy, Austin Matthews. He yeah. was just like a little goofy. He was right. a bartender. Yeah. And he was pretty good at Jeopardy. And he became he, a celebrity. People were following him. Yeah. Well, it's funny because. Jeopardy is the show. If you're trying to show in a movie or TV show that you're a genius, it's always them answering like, who is Benjamin Franklin? Right. And like Jack Ryan. They actually did that exact trope in Jack Ryan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's addictive though to to go on like a bit of a hot streak. If you can run a category just from your kitchen table. Oh my God. Especially if you're answering in question, which I always do. Yeah. Who is Benjamin Franklin? Oh yeah. Always the who is. Yeah. Yeah. Today, tonight we're watching an episode and it was identify the book from the first lines in the book. Okay. And I was killing it. And I've that. never felt so intellectual. Oh, if you can if you can run an entire table. Yeah. Amazing. It's really good. Amazing feeling. Uh, a couple of shows coming back. A couple of shows not coming back. Atypical renewed for a season three. Okay. Matt Groening's Disenchantment renewed for a season two. Hmm. Both Luke Cage and Iron Fist got canceled by Netflix. Whoa. Iron Fist was kind of expected. Luke Cage, a little surprised about it. A little surprising. I guess it had a pretty sharp drop off in viewership. It had a really good first season and people didn't care anymore. Right. Which made it a good choice because they kind of have to pare down a little bit anyway. Yeah. Because they've got their own uh, streaming service launching next year. Right. So it's going to be kind of awkward to transition some of those things, if at all. So they really only want to keep the good stuff. Did you hear what Tom Hardy said about... If Venom is in the uh, MCU, no. His response was just, "Hey, uh, that's not my daddy's tractor." It's <laughs> <laughs> not amazing. I've never heard that expression. Neither before. have I. <laughs> that's more personality than I generally attribute to Tom Hardy. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's uh, not my daddy's tractor. You know what though? I had a conversation about Tom Hardy with someone after our podcast, where I kind of said, "You know, I don't think Tom Hardy has ever really been the guy in any of." 
of the movies. Yeah, Mad Max. He was in Mad Max. Yeah, you're right. So he was in Mad Max Fury Road. He was also in this movie called The Warrior where he's like an MMA fighter, which is apparently incredible. Mm-hmm. He was also in Bronson where he plays like a notorious... Yeah. That's supposed to be really good. I heard that was good. I have not watched any of these movies, so I, I need to kind of do a deep dive on... Look, I have no doubt he's a good actor. He's just missing a certain element of star power that yeah. I haven't really felt drawn to him. Right. It's not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. And maybe he, it just means he's not into the celebrity. I think he's not into 90s hip-hop and skateboarding enough. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it exactly. Uh, also, Orange is the New Black has announced they're going to finish after season seven. Thank God. Yeah, uh, and did you hear Nathan For You is not going to come back? No, I didn't hear that. I was kind of like, you know what? It's hard to, they had such perfection in the last season. Yeah. What's he doing now? Do we I don't know? know? I don't know. Maybe he's going to write some movies or something. He for sure should. He's kind of penetrated the Seth Rogen circle. He's shown yep. up in a couple of those yep. things a little bit. They went to like high school or college together or yeah, something yeah, they're kind of right. they're kind of buds yeah yeah i don't know i hope good things for him because he's brilliant but not, not unlike sasha baron cohen stuff it it's not a thing that can keep going forever no see and and they went out on the the highest of notes with like they had a, a character it wasn't even a character like it was a li- a human person that was from episodes before like he was one of the guys who was trying to start a business yeah and nathan kind of became close with him and then he started coming by the studio all the time and like being and they were like dude like like almost in a funny way like let's try to explore like what you know what is going on in your life and they find out that he kind of like screwed it all up with a woman and like wanted to find this this woman that sounds sad it it's like yeah it's a roller coaster of emotions but it's also hilarious but they do on a certain level they take him seriously they're not just trolling him no they they legitimately care about this guy that's nice and and it's it's got such a oh my god the ending is incredible like everything about it is so good that's season four and realistic i guess so was there four seasons total it was on when we were living in Kentville. That's when yeah, we discovered it. I think so. it is season four. It's just kind of amazing to imagine. I know. And no show. I, I mean, I don't think any show makes me laugh harder than that show. It's amazing. Yeah. They've done something really amazing with yeah. that show. It's really all to him. Like that he can keep a straight face the way he can. Yeah. is Quite a skill. Yeah. The only other thing I have is Pirates of the Caribbean. So did right. number six come out last year? <laughs> I think it was five. Maybe it was five. Now... They're going to reboot the series. No. Reboot, Slaney. And I don't even know what God, that means. Why don't we have another Spider-Man while we're at it? Yeah. I don't even know what it means. Does this mean like no Johnny Depp? Does this mean a different actor being Jack Sparrow? Or does it just mean an entirely different story in the POTCCU? <laughs> I, yeah. It's not like it's not like you can change the entire story that much. It's still going to be like 1800s pirate ships. Yeah. Unless it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. 2019 <laughs> and it's like somalian pirates that was or captain phillips yeah yeah exactly uh yeah i don't know i can't imagine somebody getting more mileage out of a friggin flume ride at a theme park yeah yeah i mean good for them but uh i didn't see the last pirates movie i think i put on the first few minutes on netflix one day and i was mm-hmm. like i'm bored i saw that he was nominated for a oscar and a razzie for the same character yeah, for Jack Sparrow. Yeah. That's right. Isn't that That's interesting? right. Yes. It was a Reddit question. Like, has anyone else ever been nominated in both? And I said, my guess was maybe Rocky. Probably. That's very possible. Although, have you seen the, the new trailer for Creed 2? Oh, yeah. 
Man, it looks good. Oh yeah. yeah. I think it I think it does look good, but I also think there could be a lot of cheese in there. Just in general, I think Michael B. Jordan, and I know this is kind of sacrilegious on this podcast of all. Uh-huh. Uh good actor. Yeah. I think he's also a little a little too in it. I think he's like a little too full of himself. Well, the fact that they're bringing back like so it's Apollo Creed's son. Yep. Is going the big reveal in the trailer is that he's going to fight Ivan Drago's right. son who right. killed Apollo Creed. Right. And they both sons grow up as boxers and end up fighting each other. And they have like to avenge each other's fathers. Yeah, and, and, and there was a whole thing where like the end of Rocky Four was all about peace. Like right. R- Rocky's like, if I could change and you could change, everyone could change. And they like hug each other and it's like, oh look, Russians and Americans like each other again. Wow. But maybe with the whole subplot of Russia and America again, it's kind of a fun kind of a fun romp in the ring. Does Rocky hold up? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, all of the Rocky movies hold up in their own way and the fact that they don't need to at all. Right. Like, you know, you can find a million things wrong with these movies and it's still fun to watch. No, but I think Rocky is arguably the greatest sports movie of all time. And it also, did he not win an Oscar for that? He did. Was it for screenplay or director or actor? I feel, I feel like he swept every category. Yeah, maybe he I don't did. know what he won for, but... But it is... Yeah, I think he definitely won something. Yeah. Uh, is there an objectively worst Rocky movie? Because I've only ever seen Rocky 1 and Creed. A lot of people are hate. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people are haters on 5 because it was when he starts training. I didn't know there was a 5. There's a 5 and a 6. And oh. then it goes in... So 6 came out in like 2013 or like right. 2008. Rocky Balboa. Yes. Yes, I remember that. That was pretty bad. Okay. Rocky Five was where he trained this kind of like hard-nosed Brooklyn dude or maybe Philly dude named Tommy Gunn. <laughs> okay. And ends up like street fighting Tommy Gunn at the end of the movie. He can't fight because he's got like a serious concussion. However, at the end of the movie, he ends up like street fighting him and right. kicking his ass. Yeah. Um, that is generally seen as like not Rocky's best moment. Rocky <laughs> Four is like... Rocky training in the Alps mm-hmm. of like Germany and uh, like lifting logs and eventually beating Ivan Drago while Ivan Drago is using like high tech, like oxygen monitors and treadmills. Rocky three is when he fights Clubber Lang. Okay. Clubber Lang is Mr. T. Mr. T has punches that sound like a shotgun when they hit you. And I think he also fights uh, at a charity match. He fights Thunderlips, yep. who is, Hulk Hogan. No way. Yeah. Rocky two is the rematch rematch with Apollo Creed okay. where he finally beats Apollo Creed. Cause Rocky one ends in a draw. All right. Now I don't need to see any of these movies now. No. Cleared it all up for you. Are there any other cases of a movie being amazing in its first installment and maybe even being an awards darling mm-hmm. than being so overly sequeled and torched that the entire franchise is kind of destroyed? Yeah, for sure. I mean, give me some examples because, like, The Godfather's amazing in part two. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like the greatest series of all time, though. Right. But, like, what what are some others that have the, what are the sharpest drop offs from, from, from good to bad? Okay. Well, we got, I I honestly think Pirates of the Caribbean is a very good example. Yeah. We got Rocky. We got Pirates. We got, hmm. I don't know. Like, just off the top of my dome, I can't really think of that many. What's tough? What, what else is like a 
I mean, not that Transformers 1 was good, but Transformers 2. If Transformers 1 lived on its own, I yeah. think we'd be having a different conversation about That's how I feel about The Matrix, for sure. That The Matrix, were it, were it just one film, would be like one of the great movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people think that. I like, I like 2 quite a bit. Still, it was fun to watch. Got a soft spot for it, but conceptually, it was a mind melter. The yeah. first one, right? Yeah, yeah. Titanic two, Titanic two. Well, there's a real life Titanic. I know. Two. Setting sail in 2022. Would you go on it? I would have no issue with going on it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh no, it's de- definitely damned for the same fate. Right. Well, I think there is a lot of superstition in sailing, in like in, that there is that's in, true in boats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part of me also that thinks like maybe somebody will try and sink this ship. Oh, that's a hot take. One of your hotter so, takes, but like it makes sense. Yeah, there must be like some f- fanatic out there who's like, "I'm doing this for Jack." <laughs> <laughs> not even the original like history of the Titanic. No, it's not even about those guys. Yeah. It's just about, about it's just about Leo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. All right. That's all I got. Do you want to talk about shows? Yeah, let's talk about shows. Okay, it's your turn to pick. Oh God, it's been okay. a little while since we have recapped shows on yep. the podcast. Okay. Um, are you, are you decided? I'm decided. Okay. I am going to recap the episode called The Connors. Oh, I'm going to do The Connors. I'm going to do The Connors. We kind of did the pilot last year, only not really. The pilot of The Connors? Yeah. This is the third Roseanne pilot. Yes. (laughs) Which is (laughs) insane. All right. Recap the first episode of The Connors in three, two, one, go. So the episode starts. Everyone's in the kitchen. They're talking about death. The death was Roseanne. Roseanne died of what they thought was a heart attack, but they soon learned was actually an opiate overdose. For some reason, there was a biopsy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, they find other people's pills, this Mary Barnridge or something, and uh, Dan goes crazy and puts a sign on his door uh, but it turns out she actually was searching out opiates and there's kind of a support group for people uh, and he can't really be mad at it. The sign that he hung up reminded me instantly of a sign that's been outside of a house on Mumford Road for 10 years and it's it's written in spray paint on like hardboard and it's been nailed to someone's deck for a decade and it says RBC robs from the elderly. Oh my God, I been, know what you're talking it's about. It's been up there for a decade. <laughs> Wow, RBC not making any moves to take it down. No, I don't think they're too threatened by it. No, it's not the most, um, you know, it's not the most professional sign. No. Not that intimidating. No, it also doesn't scare me away from RBC. Yeah, you're not like, well, this guy seems like a trustworthy source. Yeah, I just kind of look at the sign and I'm like, I think you might have messed up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think you miscounted. I Yeah, I had a $50,000 loan. So I don't know where... I have a lot of thoughts about this show. I don't know where the makers of this show stand on Roseanne right now. Mm-hmm. Because obviously the ABC execs were looking for a reason to get rid of her. Did you listen to her on Rogan? No, I didn't. I don't like Roseanne. No. I didn't like her show at all. No. Uh, but I do believe she wasn't being racist. Really? When you listen to her on Rogan? Wow. I do believe her. Really? Yeah. Wow. Doesn't excuse it. She was no. on Ambien. She... She explains how well, she explains what she meant, and it's kind of lost on me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it it wasn't the intent. Uh, anyway, uh, when when that all went down, I remember like Laurie Metcalf and like people on the show are tweeting, "I don't want to be a part of the show anymore. I'm leaving this show." Yeah, Wanda Sykes tweeted, "I'm leaving this show," mm-hmm. uh, and now it's back. And this is just another show about Roseanne. 
Did you yeah. notice that? This is just Roseanne without Roseanne. The whole episode is about Roseanne. And on the one hand, it's silly not to acknowledge it. When John, well, when it, John Ritter died, they have to do an episode all about John Ritter. But they fired her. And so this is an interesting situation that House of Cards is finding itself in right now, too. They can't not acknowledge that Frank died, right. but then move on. First and episode it's, might it's, be about that. I mean, the first episode's going to be about Roseanne, but I don't think the next episode is going to be. I don't, I don't think know. they're going to. I don't even think they're going to bring it up. Maybe. I think maybe I think you're they're right. moving on as fast as possible. I think they could have done it even quicker. I don't think really? this show is creatively above just saying, "Never mind." They did it with Dan when his character died. Right. So, I think or they could have been like, "It's been a year," and they mm. could, just could have like brushed it aside. It doesn't have to be 2 weeks after the death of Roseanne. I think it would have been way better if they made the OD from Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> like she had way too much Ambien in what, her system. What are they trying to go for some kind of dramatic irony in killing her off with Ambien? Because No, they're killing her off with opiates. Or with opiates. Yeah. It, I know. The opening sequence of the last season, the original reboot of Roseanne, mm-hmm. is her counting out her pills and yeah. trying to split pills with, with John Goodman because they can't afford it. Yeah. And that's supposed to be some commentary about the fail in the healthcare system, stuff, even yeah. though she's pro-Trump. And don't forget, one of the reasons this show has been successful is because at least one of the cast members and the namesake of the show mm-hmm. is pro-Trump in right. the show. Yeah. And Roseanne Barr also voted for him. Uh, but in killing her off via the fail in the healthcare system, which mm-hmm. by the way, Trump is partially responsible for now. Yep. Uh, isn't that a tacit admission that voting for Trump is objectively wrong? And in stating that, aren't they like kind of abandoning their audience? Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. I think they're still going to have some of the right-leaning overall views. I mean, I think they're blue-collar. Yeah. But, but like... But no, she would no. She was definitely the enforcer of all of that, and that's why she was so irritating to me. I mean, I think the show's better without her. Did you? I, th- I said the same thing to you. Yeah. I said, it's not good, but it's not worse. It's definitely not worse. And I honestly, like, I will not watch this show. No. So, spoiler alert, I don't give my ass here. But... but don't you think in a weird way it was kind of almost more like theater? Like there's a lot of one-on-one raw emotional moments yep. that like were kind of um, disarmed by a kind of funny joke that I, I even kind of had a couple <laughs> like I thought it was kind of funny some of the jokes they were making. Yeah. When they make that huge announcement about how it was opiates and I was like, oh my God, this is awful. And then one of the daughters says, that was the only thing in mom's closet that I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. My favorite line was when, what's the kid's name? Oh, uh, the little boy, whatever his name is. Mookie. Yeah. He's trying to decide <laughs> which of his two buddies he should sit with on the bus on the way to the field trip because whoever he sits with is going to determine who he likes. Yes. And so both of them are over and they're meeting Dan and one of them is like really moody and says something dark. He says, uh, people die. What are you going to do? Yeah. And John Goodman goes, seen a little too much action in Nam, Joey. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty that funny. That was funny. I, yeah. yeah I, had a, I had a little giggle at that too. And I mean, you thing. got John Goodman. You got Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. You got good actors. You don't have Roseanne Barr spoiling it anymore. She was profoundly bad. She was super bad. Even if you like, don't agree, if you agree with her politics, she was such a terrible annoying, actor. Annoying, if nothing else. Like, yeah. <laughs> It has okay ratings so far, yeah, but it's just going to go downhill. Don't forget, Roseanne, before she left, had just okay ratings too. Right. It was just, that's what I don't understand about this show. They had an opportunity to go out on a high. Right. The same way Donald Trump does, by the way, if he decides not to run again in 2020, which 
I mean, I think that's a pretty strong likelihood at this point. He just gets to step away and say, I was the best there ever was. Mm-hmm. And and ABC and Roseanne would have the opportunity to do that too. Mm-hmm. They just cancel it and be like, well, we went on top. Even though they didn't really, they were already trying to slide. This is just now an opportunity for them to fall into the crapper. It's kind of ironic that the only person that went out on a high was Roseanne in her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely From done. Opiates. Nicely done. She should stop commenting on all this though. Oh, is she still commenting? Yeah, she's on still it? talking about how she feels about them killing off her character, and and they're giving her attention. It, it, oh, is she making missteps in real life again? That yeah. seems hard to believe. Yeah, you might say that. Yeah, Did, were they avoiding saying Roseanne? Yes, they definitely were. They, they said were it calling a her times. Ro- no, they they I think they, they called did. her Rose and Rosie. They and... called her Granny Rose a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for it, so I know they said Roseanne a couple of times. Oh, okay. John Goodman said it, but they didn't say it a lot. Maybe he actually said like Rose or something like <laughs> just didn't put the N on the the N and the E on the end of it. Yeah. Uh, Lori Metcalf, like wanting to re- rearrange the kitchen was a little too much for me. Yeah, it was it was stupid. But I thought it was kind of funny when she said, how about some coffee? <laughs> she's just overacting. She's such a good actor, but it's just such a big concept. Yeah. And she's better subtle, I think. It was kind of Horace and Pete, though, wasn't it? Without like if you took away the laugh track. When you when you said it was like a play, it was kind of like that. Yeah, it's yeah. just poor people trying to get through it. Yeah. But being sarcastic. Uh-huh. I adore Mary Steenburgen. So it's kind of a bummer to me that she came on board for this. Who's she, Mary Steenburgen? She's she's from Back to the Future. She's married to Ted Danson. She she's the oh one who, right yeah, yeah yeah yeah. She sold the the drugs under the counter right to to Roseanne, the ones that killed her. Yeah, she also plays a drunk in uh, that Will Forte show. Yeah, Last, Last Man, Man on, on Earth. Earth. Yeah. She was great in that. I, I, yeah, she was, I was just bit. getting into that show when it got canceled. Really, and then we kind of gave up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to. <laughs> Why is the Roseanne house so crawling with people all the time? Yeah, it's just like a and the the house from the outside. I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. No, they should make the house look worse. Yeah, why do they still it's have the, really the, bad. the crocheted throws on every? Yeah, thing? and the same couch that's been there all along. I understand. I guess it's just kind of like a tradition. But. Well, to make it look like the old show, but yeah. I think it's actually a better opportunity to see what the, sh- the house looks like now because mm-hmm. houses like my Change. grandmother still has ugly floral wallpaper. But it's new, ugly floral wallpaper. Right. It's not the same as when my mom was a little girl. The couch might have changed. It probably did. And why is Sarah Gilbert still living at home? She's 40. And why is anyone still living at home? Yeah. Don't they all have jobs? It's so dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. Don't watch the show. Mm-hmm. I don't give it my ass. Do I have anything else on this? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. No, I don't have anything else. Yeah, no, definitely not. That's it. <laughs> I did ask myself, is this a pilot? It's not. Not really. Not really, but they do call it the pilot, I think. No, we had to talk about it. Cause oh, no, it was, it was called Keep on Trucking. That was the episode title. Keep on Trucking. Yeah. Sure. And the next episode's called Tangled Up in Blue. And it actually has one of the actors from camping in it. Oh, no way. The hippy dippy one, who I think plays a hippy dippy girl in this next one. The hippy dippy one is Ioni Sky in camping. Yeah, she's married to uh, Johnny Galecki, or she's with Johnny Galecki in the no next episode of Rosé. Why is Johnny Galecki doing this? I mean, I guess for the same reason that any of them are doing it because they like these people. They like working with these people. But Johnny Galecki's worth like $80 million. I know. I know. I feel like he just, he owes something to them too, kind of. I don't know, because he was nobody for years between Roseanne and Big Bang. Yeah. He's an original Griswold. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was in Christmas Vacation. That's right, yeah. Yeah. 
good for him. So mm-hmm. he's worked with a lot of crazy assholes. He sure has. <laughs> he's kind of numb to it. Yeah. Plus, he was on like season six of Entourage. Uh huh. Did you hear Adrian Grenier is just chilling around the HRM he's area? He's spending a lot of time here. He must be making a movie here because I, I guess so. I his, his he's IMDb. here with his dog. I checked his IMDb and he is in production on something right now. Okay. Uh, somebody uh, tagged me in a photo of him the other day and said that I looked like him. I was very flattered. I nice. don't, I don't, but I maybe did in this. Photo. Did you go? Oh yeah. I never watched entourage. Oh, we should do entourage on an episode. Okay. I love entourage. Who made entourage? Mark Doug, Wahlberg. Doug Allen. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg was a producer and it was supposed to be loosely based on his life. I was thinking we, uh, we should probably do a podcast on this show. Bodyguard. Okay. Huge show in the UK. Really? It's like it's like yeah, the their season finale just happened. It's on BBC One. Their season oh, finale. Oh nice. So it's like a three episode show? I think it's four. Oh, I love it. Uh love BBC shows. It, their season finale is the most viewed thing on on the BBC since two thousand two. Why am I not watching it right now? So I've got Adam Sandler and I've got The Bodyguard. It's called Bodyguard. Bodyguard. And it, it just uh the distribution rights went to netflix so i'm pretty sure you can find it on netflix as of yesterday whoa awesome so we got to do bodyguard because it's apparently really good and i feel like we should also do the romanoff switches out and this is the new matt weiner show oh okay uh and it's got Corey stall or whatever the pilot is 84 minutes which oh, that's a long in yeah that is a long i was gonna suggest it for this week and then i was like no so the next podcast we'll do are we gonna do it on halloween night unless you can come over on like monday or tuesday yeah, maybe we can do that. Yeah, because we can put it out a day early. Because we got to do the new Sabrina show. And there's this... Uh, the uh, Haunting Hill. Haunting House well, on the Hill People are going to like ER for this show because they're having, freaking yeah, out. They're having, having spazzotes for sure. I don't know if I, I'm like kind of concerned. For me? No, 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 no. I'm not concerned for you. Oh, well, that'd okay. be the most offensive thing ever. Yeah. I'm concerned for myself, man. I know. I want to watch it in the daylight for sure. Yeah. Just purely for academic purposes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We can we can tackle it if you want. Sabrina and that show. Sabrina also looks freaky, by the way. Really? The tra- well, it's from the makers of Riverdale, which is not freaky. Which is so it's freaky. It's so stupid. I'm still watching it, but it's so <laughs> stupid. Oh my god. I don't know. I get addicted to these like teen soaps. Yeah. But it's not good. It's not it's not fun trash anymore. Right. It's upsetting trash. There's so many shows that I'm so disappointed that you don't follow up with, yet you're continuing with like Pretty Little Liars and. I, I finished Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> it's over. You must watch bad shows. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do, but I like. I honestly can't think of a bad show that I watch. How there's nice not, for you. There's not a show that I'm like, this is honestly a guilty pleasure. I think most of the shows are like comedies or just like a decent drama. How nice for you. You watch sports. I watch sports. That Yeah, you could make fun of me for watching sports. Yeah. I'm okay with that. There's no point to it. No, there's no, well, there's no point to, to anything. <laughs> Welcome to the nihilist hour. Life itself. Sweets. We don't have a new sign off for this podcast. Not that, not that it's time to do the sign off just yet, uh-huh. but we should try to be mining for things that could be, uh, cause I, I'm, I'm, I think we should retire. <laughs> do you think we should end it with nothing matters? <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode of the show show. Nothing matters. I don't know. There's something kind of nihilistic about just watching television there, every week. There totally is. Especially if you look at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. So many of the shows are just created because nothing matters. Some of them are good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Riverdale was created because nothing matters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that is pretty. And the Connors for that matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fair. Although, like, Goodman's flexing his acting skills a little bit. Not in any way he can't do in a friggin' Coen Brothers movie. Got a little bit of a limp, and he's like, I'm putting my head in my hands right now because I don't know what's going on. But he's, like, all skinny now. Kind of. I just don't believe that Parts character. Parts of his body are skinny. That character of Dan wouldn't have gotten in shape. No. He's yeah. not in shape anyway. John Goodman is, is in is in much better shape than we ever could have expected sure. for him. He worked hard to get there. Round is a shape. Oh, buddy. <laughs> That's not fair. John Goodman looks really good. I'm joking. He's fine. <laughs> I'm not asking you to like... He's a, he's a 10. I don't want you to make out with him. I just want you to acknowledge he worked hard to get where I, he is. I know. I know. I'm just joking. He's, he he is, obviously has lost a lot of weight, and it's a healthy decision for him to make. Okay, I'm kind I of... I want to be on the wrong side of history with this one. <laughs> I'm kind of dreading having to recap this episode because I was only half paying attention. Okay. Uh, get your get your timer ready. I'll go on go. This is the... This All is right, listeners, get your timers ready. The new Jenny Connor, Lena Dunham show starring... Jennifer Garner. It's called Camping. Uh-huh. It stars a lot of people, in fact. We'll get to that in a second. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Recapping camping in three, two, one, go. It's a big camping trip for all of the best friends of this guy, uh, Wilbur or Winston or something his name is. Uh, so they're all getting together to go camping. And they're all kind of free spirits and like fun-loving regular people. Uh, his uh, wife, David Tennant's wife, is Jennifer Garner, and she is the worst. She's a pain in the ass. She's a micromanager. She's judgmental. She's self-absorbed. She doesn't care about anybody. Uh, they're going camping, and... Uh, somebody got divorced and she is upset that it's going to damage the fabric of their group. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. You, you pretty much had it all there. She brings her son, even though there's a no kids rule, but and it's she the, starts to chastise someone else for bringing their kid. For, yeah. And tries to send them home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, she's, she is what we would call a type a personality. Yeah. She's okay. very like high strung, organized, trying to get shit together trying to boss people into things that they don't necessarily want but to do. But she's not just like bossy and not self-aware. She's truly selfish. Like yeah. she's really not a good person. Right. And so I wondered why is he married to her? <laughs> yeah. Why like he he clearly has a barometer for good people. Everyone else is so normal. He's attracted to this friendship circle. So what drew him to her? Except for that he's passive and she might have ensnared him. Right. Right? Yeah. Crazy cast. Jennifer Garner, David Tennant, uh, Juliette Lewis. Yeah. I only Ju- Juliette Lewis. Yeah. That's Juliette Lewis is the one who I was thinking. That's the one who gets naked. That's the one who gets that's naked. That's Juliette Lewis. I that, only guy's also there. So that's the one who Johnny Galecki is. Oh, she's with. in the Connors. Yes. Oh god. Yeah. Uh Chris Sullivan from This Is Us is in there. Brett Gelman, who's done a lot yeah. of like comedy acting. He's in love and yeah, other uh, things. I feel like I'm forgetting some people, but what did you think of this show? I was not I was not into it at all. It seems like Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor kind of get off on sorry on on creating programs about people who are hateful uh-huh. and trying to prove to you that there's good drama in that anyway. And this is based on a UK television show. It was yeah. adapted for US television. I don't know if the UK version is anything like this, but I, yeah, she definitely wasn't likable. Why did they end on such a cool song? What was like, the song? I was like, why is it all of a sudden hip? Like it ended like girls would end. Yeah. Or like girls would start. <laughs> right. But uh, I was like, whoa, this is not the vibe of the show at all. This show sucks. Girls would end on a on a cool song. Would it end yeah. on a cool song? I knew it always started on when it flashed that's, the girls on the screen where, and played a cool song. That's where we got Robin. That's that's how she her whole sure. career was made from the ending of a girls episode. Oh, she was, dude. No, mainstream. 
that put her on the map for sure. Uh, don't forget, like girls started like ten years ago. That wasn't her. her that wasn't her biggest hit, Robin. Yes, uh, dancing on my own was definitely Robin's biggest hit. I'll disagree. Okay, and go back. She she was huge in like ninety seven. Okay, massive hit. Okay, who you what, really? Yeah. All right, we'll look it up for later. real. All right, uh, the kid's name is Orvis, which sounds like Orifice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she sucked. Yeah. Yeah, she was terrible. There's just nothing really like that memorable or like there's no not even any questions I can really come up with. To... Yeah, I don't even really know how to talk it out. Like, Wait, I, where's the next episode going to go? It is a believable person. I guess there are people who are like that. That's a good point. It's a show that could conceivably happen. Yeah. Well, and I think I think it's relatable to imagine that a really tight knit group of friends has one significant other who everyone else does not get right i think that's a relatable premise yeah but that that character is our protagonist is very difficult to relate yeah. to because she's so solitary right um and so like when you look around you see all these like more likable more like better people yeah i don't really want to spend so much time with jennifer garner you don't want to cheer for her for sure do you are you aware that i have a, a problem with jennifer garner oh yeah i forgot about that yeah. I, I forgot that you really, really hate Jennifer Garner. Well, it started as a bit because I thought it would be funny to just like have this irrational hatred for someone who's oh. pretty easy to like. Okay. And like, I don't, she has a lisp, so I would lean on her lisp. I don't know that she has a lisp. She at does all. have a lisp. <laughs> okay. Of course she has a lisp. I think that's a hot take. Yeah, I know it is. I know it is. But like, that's what makes me. That what's, that's adds to my frustration is that yeah. I'm the only one who notices her insane lisp. <laughs> Get some, some lessons. Fix your tongue. You're a professional is, actor. This uh, this shocks me. I, and I think you've made this point before to me. So it started as a a bit, and it actually evolved into like authentic dislike for Jennifer <laughs> Garner. And wow. again, it's still irrational because she's probably a good person. She's a good family person. Yeah. But I hate her professional decisions. I loathe every... In fact, she plays a, a very uh, detestable person in this show. My favorite character by her in a very long it time. It was perfect, yeah. <laughs> and like, Peppermint. Did you see the preview for Peppermint? I did, yeah. My God. Yeah. And uh, A Gift from God, was that a name of... Uh, a Gift from Heaven? A Little Drop of Heaven. Like she made the name of... <laughs> the, the name of a movie she made last year was so on the nose. And... Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible actor. You, not not good. You hate She's Jennifer always Garner. so mousy and demure, and mm. like every single one of her characters is like finally seizing the day. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Like in Juno, she's like finally not going to take she's it like, anymore. All right, I've had enough. Yeah. Do you think that happens throughout the course of this show? She finally has enough. I think. Yeah, I think we're post that. I think that's this is the Jennifer Garner after she's finally had enough. Well, that, maybe that's something that would interest me if, like, one episode, someone's like, "I brought shrooms," and she's like, "All right, I'm finally gonna like." But I feel like that's where up. they're going. Yeah, I feel like they are gonna do that, and she's gonna say something inappropriate, and it's gonna be, or she's gonna right. be a blast, and they're gonna like her, right. and then she's gonna embarrass herself or take it too far. Yeah, it just seems really predictable, and it doesn't seem like art. <laughs> if it doesn't seem like art it's not a show show is that our new slogan <laughs> oh my god that's worse than nothing matters <laughs> it's not art <laughs> 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 oh 
This has been the show show. It's not art. <laughs> no, I Unless don't we say it is. I don't know if that works. Okay, fair. Uh, the thing about I Never Trust Will Smith is it was evergreen. There was always something to say about Will Smith for 100 episodes. <laughs> we had 100 episodes of not trusting Will Smith. Yeah. Did we bring it in on episode two? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Here's another question for you. Mm-hmm. If we're going to retire the phrase, never trust Will Smith, going forward, do we trust Will Smith? No, it's always it's always implied that we don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's that is canon. <laughs> that's canon in the show show. Yeah. All right. Okay. Maybe we're just going to have to wait and let it come organically. I think so, too. Okay. We talked about that. All right. Because last episode, we couldn't come up with anything. But it feels so naked to just end the show. I know. But we're going to, it's going to happen naturally. And we're going to, we're going to know when that moment comes. Yeah. Maybe. I guess, I guess you're probably right. I mean, you could tweet us at Show Show Podcast. If anything from this week's episode stood out to you as something that would make for a good sign off for the next hundred episodes. We could start a poll, but we won't. <laughs> and we get no interaction and it's so demoralizing. <laughs> yeah. It's so disappointing. Uh do you give this show your S? Yep. You do? No. No. Of course not. No, no do S's. You? No. Nah. No, no S's on this program. Nah. That's we, not a great way to start. It was a it was a bad week. Mm-hmm. It was just not a good week going yeah. into this. Like That's we true. were we were digging for shows. We found them. We knew we had to do the Connors. Then camping came up, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's an HBO show. We might as well do it. Yeah. But yeah. maybe next week with uh, the terrifying show and Sabrina. I also want to watch The Bodyguard. I might start watching that tonight. Yeah, I'm pretty curious about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I also am curious about this Adam Sandler special. Please watch maybe, the Adam Sandler special. Maybe I'll wait till the weekend for that. Please watch the Adam Sandler special. It will, yeah. it will push you through the rest of the week. Really? It was lovely. It was okay. delightful. And it was just a lot of fun. I don't want to yeah. oversell it because like it, it's just stand-up comedy. No, I'm buying what you're selling. But it's like it's a really nice breath of fresh air. I was listening to uh, uh, You Made It Weird today and they were talking a lot about uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. And how great those movies They're were. They're so great. And it's nice to be reminded of so that. So quotable. Yeah. So amazing. Were they saying that they like the new special? Were they talking no, about that? No, it wasn't even about that. In fact, I think they were kind of talking about how in spite of their quotability, certain elements of that those movies don't hold up. Sure. Which well, is true of a lot of comedies. Yeah, yeah. Especially like edgy comedies. Yeah. Well, it's like Jonah talking about the know how I know you're gay bit in 40-year-old yeah, version. Exactly. Which is totally fair. Like yeah. if you watched it today, you'd probably be like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's not going to. Right. It's not going to go okay. There's even stuff in New Girl yeah. that like. Like Jen's watching it and like there's, she's going on dates with different people. And one of the punchlines was, and I'm also bisexual. And she's like, Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, yeah. Well, I mean, don't, don't watch friends. If you're looking to not be kind of perturbed, it's like, mommy, what's a lesbian? Yeah. It's full of gay panic friends. It's amazing how much is in there. Right. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. And the mom for all intents and purposes, who is a lesbian is like totally normal. Yeah. But they always kind of like like make her seem weird. Well, her partner is really weird right. in the show. But you're right. They just use the word lesbian as a punchline in that show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're like, what's Carol's last name? Uh, lesbian. Audience bursts into laughter. <laughs> that's a real thing in France. That's a, that's a joke? Yeah. Oh, God. And Chandler's mom? Yeah, that's right. Well, Chandler's dad. Right, sorry. I guess. I Yeah. 
<laughs> but see, like you wouldn't normally have corrected me if this were 1994. You'd be like, yeah, the tranny. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would have. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I would. If have. this were 1994, I'm sure you would. have. Right, if it was then. But now, and that was just an example. I, I don't actually use that word. Right. So I wanted to point out that uh, in the last couple episodes of the show, including our hundredth episode, mm-hmm. we've spent a lot of time talking about like what our friendship is. Which is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. We've like we've we've reserved some time to discuss to define in very clinical terms <laughs> what our friendship is. And I just I, I listened back to it when I was listening to the hundredth episode, and I thought how stupid this sounds. That we're like we're clearly two men <laughs> trying not to be like, like too mushy. We're just like so, well, I would probably invite you to my what are, bachelor what party. We? What it's interesting. I care about you. <laughs> It's just very stiff. And and so I wanted to say that I love doing this show with you. It's uh-huh. one of the highlights of my 20s. Yep. And I, 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 you're really great at this show. And so I wanted to say... Oh, thanks, say, man. You uh, too. Thank you. I wanted to say authentically yeah. in, in no uncertain terms Absolutely. that that's I, what I meant last time. I have a blast doing this. We wouldn't be at a episode 101 if we didn't. Oh, that's so true. Think of how many, how many hobbies you've started and then you just kind of lost your interest. Yeah. Yeah. I just have it. It's like a set thing. Right. Wednesday night's the podcast, unless there's something like super important that has to push it. It was always just about uh, a hobby. It was yeah. just always about like, like you, like you've often said, having the discussions we'd have anyway. Totally. Right. And recording them, putting them out <laughs> to the world and possibly eventually getting in trouble for them. It hasn't happened yet. Timestamp this. <laughs> Honestly, I still have that. I still have yeah. that. For some reason, I've never asked permission. I think... I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to have a podcast. I think that's why I've never completely publicized it. And after episode Hundo, I was so close to doing it. Yeah. And didn't. I don't. Because I'm like, I, I don't know if I want people listening to it. There are people at work who know we do it. Uh-huh. There are people in positions of authority who know we do it. Not everybody in uh-huh. positions of authority. I just, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know for sure if I'm allowed. I feel like it's, it's one of those things like try telling people. Two twenty somethings that are allowed to have a podcast, especially when they both work at a radio station. Like, you know, what are we supposed to be so professional for? Well, We're not in like the banking industry, I guess. But with me specifically, I think they could take the argument that I'm withholding material for the radio, right? To do it on my podcast, you're using all your A plus stuff, which on the I'm podcast. just not. I, my my defense <laughs> in that meeting would be, have you heard it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think podcast, especially where we're not making money for it. I think a podcast is just a pretty technical version of social media. Yeah. So you're just putting your your personality and your thoughts. It's, this is not that creative. You're just like putting your, your brain vomit on the internet. I agree with that. If we wanted to have the most original podcast, we wouldn't have made it about us watching TV. Right. <laughs> you know? But also talk about books and talk about your week. Totally. I start every yeah. podcast with, how How's are you? your week? How's your week? Yeah. Although I don't think you did today. <laughs> no, I guess not. We just got right into, I think I jumped right into Ariana Grande. Well, that was really chomping at the bit. Yeah, we really had to get to the important yeah. stuff. Do you trust Ariana Grande? Oh, <laughs> that's a loaded question. It is, isn't it? And I want to say, I don't... <laughs> Cheers. (laughs) Never trust Ariana Grande. Nothing matters. (laughs)